Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Marcus Meeks. Now today I have the real pleasure again of meeting Ed Thompson. Now Ed is our training and participation manager. You may have remembered him from a previous Marcus Meeks. It was done remotely. Obviously COVID has affected us all. So it's lovely Ed with restrictions lifted, which is you know impacted across the whole agency um, with young people and staff. I have you in the building. So welcome to my home Ed and welcome to this Marcus Meeks live event. How are you doing? I'm good mate. I'm good. Thank you. And thank you for having me in your Lovely home. You like the house? Is it all uh, to, to your taste? Is it to my standard? Um, um, he's fishing for compliments because when I got here, I told him what a lovely house he had. Um, but what a lovely quirky house that you've got, dude. Oh, so, yeah, no, it's, it, I know, just on the side, it is. Having not seen you for two, what, 18, 19 months, although we have seen each other, we saw each other before we fixed, didn't we? Um, it's actually nice to be able to, you know, see you for real. Right? I think tell the viewers, so we did genuinely meet for the first time in many months on the beach and where did we, what were we doing Ed on the beach? Yeah I'm teaching each other um, whilst you were at the Wave Project um, which is a, it, well we're not really talking about it today, it's a charity um, down here in Bournemouth and they've also got um, a set in Brighton that we've worked with before um, about engaging kids through surfing, working on like mental health, well-being, um, yeah all that kind of stuff which we've done a few times and I've gone in the sea once and actually slated by one of the kids because she said I was horrendous and terrible at it. Um, and I must say, when my son does it, I don't get involved. I don't really have the hairstyle to be a surfer. But anyway, we digress because today we're going to focus in on the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, we feel it's a, a very unique project that Blue Sky got involved with. And we were the first agency to hold the Duke of Edinburgh licence, which we're all very proud. And I think a lot of it is down to this young man sat opposite me, Ed. So young anymore. for anybody, you know, today is about prospective carers again, giving that number a call along the bottom, 0800 035 6499. We want to inspire you to pick up that phone and give that, you know, give us a call. This is what Blue Sky does, uh, you know, along with just, you know, fostering, how do we work with our young people? And Duke of Edinburgh is a huge part of that, Ed. So can you tell me, I'm really intrigued to know, we've been running it for several years, how did that moment ever come? The incarnation of the Duke of Edinburgh through Blue Sky. What was the thought yeah. process? <coughs> Excuse me. So I think we're in our sixth, maybe even coming up to our seventh year of running it now. So basically, I had the idea. Um, so I've been here nine years now. I was thinking to myself, what can we do to kind of push kids to that, to that next level, to give them the opportunity to achieve things that they may not have thought was possible? And I limited myself with that because I thought it wouldn't be possible for us to run the Duke of Edinburgh. Well, I thought it was something that was limited to, if I'm perfectly honest, like. Private schools, schools, yeah. unobtainable. Unobtainable, mate. So um, I put together our own award, the Blue Sky Award. Um, I took it to Simon, who's the, the founder of Blue Sky, and said, um, what do you think about this? He said, well, why don't we go to the DEV Award and approach them and, you know, see what they think. And I just couldn't believe their flexibility. And, you Did know, you think it was very much, you know, a pipe dream? You have these conversations and, you know, you want to implement it with the agency. Did you really believe? Oh, I didn't let them be able to do it. Yeah. No, I didn't think we'd be able to do it, mate. I thought it'd be too much for... Um, yeah, I just didn't see it as something we'd be able to achieve, mate. I just thought that they'd be too rigid with their rules and everything. But they were so flexible and really quickly. So I think for them it was interesting because we were just a completely different setting coming into it. You know, there's been uh, there's amazing youth clubs and youth centres and stuff that run it, um, but they've got a central base. And for us, we're different to that. So, um, so we were the first agency to be involved. Yeah, in yeah. That. How, how does one achieve that licence? Wow. To be honest with you, well, we jumped through a few hoops. We had to, you know, come up with structures and plans about how it was all going to work, what it was going to look like, who would run it, how would we facilitate it. Um, would they have been equally as enthused to have an agency? A foster yeah, agency? Got, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I said they bit our hand off, but it was like, okay, how can we make this work? Mm. And I just think that really is testament to the award. The award is so flexible. Um, 
and I know we'll talk later about what COVID did, but the, the award pivoted. And I think what is really good about us is because we, we hold the license, you know, I'm the DV manager for Blue Sky. So because we hold that, we can kind of, we can shape it and make it work for each kid. And the award, <laughs> I use the term that you shift the goalposts. You know, sometimes when people see, might see that as a negative thing. What we can do is we can make it so that the kids can score a goal and they can achieve that thing so that they can then go on and use that as the next step up for like the future, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I just think all the different children, all their level, you know, all their needs, and you bring them all together to complete, I don't know, the expedition together for, for a two week period. How does, how does yeah. that all come together with a 13 year old and a, and a 17 year old, you know, who's going, yeah, how does that work? How do you bring those The expedition, together? I think historically has been seen as a major part of it. But for me, I would say a lot of it is the different sections, like volunteering, um, you know, getting out in the community, and integrating yourself into a new area that you've just moved to where you don't know anybody and you're going to go and give up your time to work in a food bank. That takes a lot. That takes a lot of guts. Mm. I'm 36 and I still feel nervous about going and volunteering in a charity shop or whatever. Mm. Um, so the sections are particularly good at giving our kids focus and structure, mm. particularly now with the summer holidays. Mm. Um, I, mean, it, I mean, since you talk about sort of your, your nervousness about doing, you know, working in a food bank and you're thinking about, you know, 13 year old that might be their first time in care, you know, leading on nicely to the question around what difference does it make to young people that perhaps wouldn't have engaged in the programme before they joined Blue Sky and they've never done anything, uh, no outdoor activities, weren't involved in the Duke of Edinburgh. How, how has that worked? You know, how's that, you know, how have you engaged young people who wouldn't have previously engaged with the programme through the agency? So, a lot of the time, um, kids don't have any say in what's going to go on in their life. You know, you, you look at your everyday kid. You know, you get told by your parents you're going to do this, you're going to do that. You add the complexities of being a looked after child on top of that. You know, you've probably got even less control over your life. So the award is completely voluntary. You know, I say to pretty much every kid, look, I'll explain it all to you. I'll show you what you can achieve from it. But if at the end of it, you turn around and think, I don't want to talk to you again. Guy with wobbly ears and stupid beard. It's up to you. Like, fine. I would just see it as a wasted opportunity. But... It's, it's your decision. And so by giving them the opportunity to either do it or not, I think you tend to get better, like, <laughs> take buy-in because they are in control. Mm. And if, do you know what, halfway through, they think, do you know what, actually, I need a break. Mm. Okay. They deserve a pat on the back. Oh, totally. Go, whatever whatever it is. Yeah. We've had kids that have come and, you know, when we've got to dip in and out of the programme, will somebody engage in it and then a year later come back in and support that programme? Yeah, we've, we've had an amazing young man in Devon who I, I cannot tell you how proud well we are all of us are, but I am of him who he did his expedition a couple of years ago um he's just he, he's done karate um he's been volunteering um and he did photography as his skill project but he just had a few sections left to do and he's come back to it this year and now he's finished it and I spoke to him on the phone a couple of days ago and I just said to him and I was like it's so hard to not use his name because mm -hmm. I'm so proud of him but it was it was dude He'll know if you're watching, <laughs> you'll know who you are. I would made Ed very proud. Yeah, I would say, look how far you've got. I can hear a difference in his voice. Mm. I said, I said, you're not the same kid that I spoke to, mm. you know, however long it is. Another really good example is we had a young man, um, funny enough, not placed too far from around here. The first time I met him, it, it, uh, ability to speak English was pretty much limited. Well, sorry, it was incredibly limited. And um, he did his expedition with us. Um, his uh, foster brother, so the son of the carers that he lives with, also has done some sections of his DFB award. And again, it's not about completing the whole thing. I was going to say, Ed, we, we put this out, and again, anybody thinking about joining the agency, considering Blue Sky, 
as I said, call that number. I won't go through it again. But it's not just open to our looked after children. It's open to your birth children. So I think, Ed, that's what you're going to touch on, really. It's just Wait, open, it's open to all. Yeah. <laughs> and I was joking, but um, we've just got a member of staff as well, following up called Ed, who works with us, who is still old enough to complete his award. And he's just got one little bit left to do. So I said to him the other day, I said, look, if you can get that last bit done, we'll sign your order. So here we are, always convinced. But yeah, no, we've had um, the traditional name for the son or a daughter or a child of a carer. It's a sons and daughters group. We don't use that word here at Blue Sky. We call them, um, we say that you're part of like a we foster two group. Um, so anybody that's part of the fostering family is, is, is totally, you know, able to come in, engage, do the award. And um, you get the same sort of level of support because... I think everyone's got different experiences. Doing the DUV at school, mm. or at youth centre, mm. right, it's not right for everybody. Mm. But for some kids, it is. Even mm. if there's kids that are here that might say, they're offering it at my school, but I want to know a bit more about it. I, I don't care who you do it with. Mm. Like, you do it with your school if that's right. Mm. But if you do it with us, this mm. is the support you get. And sometimes you want to push people mm. to do the thing that's just a little bit uncomfortable for them. And that might be doing it at school. But that also, or I would say a lot of the time, what we do is, we, we, the DV awarding, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm really Can you tell he's passionate? Can you tell me? Tell he's passionate <laughs> about this thing. Um, um, I think that's because I see what difference it does make, and I, I think that's why when I start talking to kids about it, it just starts rolling, and I and I and I don't want them to get off the ride. No. It's like if you come with us on this ride, mm. this is what you get off mm. of it. But you've got to take that leap of faith mm. first. And, and Ed was kind enough; I did get an invite, and again, that's what's great about the agency and including staff get involved in all assets, uh, all forms of, uh, of the fostering agency, but invited me along to do the expedition. Um, and on that expedition, there were looked after children, there were birth children, and interestingly, a care leaver, you know, who come through with Blue Sky. And again, we never want to neglect those young people because they need support, you know, post 18, invited along, he came along as one of the senior members, really, to, to look after the young people. And the journey, um, and, you know, talking about my experience with the agency, if anyone wants to call me, I used to work as a placement uh, in the placements team and I see that journey of young people and I place that young person when they're eight years old and then I've been here so long um, I've seen them come through graduate through Blue Sky and actually be part of the Duke of Edinburgh as an ex-care leaver and it meant so much to me yeah. I think that's again um, one of the benefits of running it ourselves is that it allows people no matter what their role is within Blue Sky to see <laughs> why they're doing their job so like, yeah. you, like you did yeah so you know, all the way from, you know, if somebody calls you today or whatever, all the way through to the guys that work in, you know, recruitment doing like the Form F assessments. Everybody's played a little part in that kid's journey to the end result, which is, you know, them hopefully going on to, you know, achieve their best life, I guess, really. We've had a young person recently who's just got an internship at a hospital um, and she, she completed her DV award during lockdown, which again, and I will come back to you later, but um, it's... Um, the award was so flexible to flip when COVID hit that it meant that kids could carry it on. And we've had, we've had three young people complete their award through lockdown. Two of them have now gone on to do silver. Mm. Um, and those are off, but we've actually had one young person start at gold. Mm. But yeah, we've got two young people doing silver now. And um, <clears throat> how quickly the award was to flip. Mm. That's what I was going about, going about her internship. Mm. Now, as part of her interview, they just couldn't believe that she'd completed her DV award and, and, and what that, determination had mm -hmm. shown particularly in a time like COVID and she'd started it quite a while before but had then come back to it mm -hmm. and I remember speaking to her on a god this must have been quite a, near the start of lockdown and she did a um she did the British Sign Language 
uh, course online so that she could communicate um, more effectively, like with her carer and stuff. And um, I just remember seeing them, that I was on FaceTime, walking through the woods and she was trying to sign to me and teach it to me. And she's got her DV hoodie. And, right. and that's nice. And I'm like, oh, it's really sweet. And yeah. you don't always, particularly in this, you don't always see the end result of what has gone on. But I got an email the other day saying that, uh, yeah, she'd got this internship at the hospital. And part of her uh, part of her interview was talking about her DV award. And yeah, it's those, all that effort, I say all the effort that we put into it, she's the one that's done the hard work. But all that reminds me, it takes me back to that period yeah. of sitting there and going into Simon with my little presentation yeah. and I'll, oh, I don't know, yeah. I'd like to do the DV award, but yeah. I don't believe it's going to be attainable. Yeah. And him just taking that chance and saying, well, what have you got to lose? I'm like, well, can we do it? I mean, again, your enthusiasm, you can hear it in your voice, you've impacted her life and her self-confidence achieving that. How many, over that five, six year period that we've been running the programme, have you got a figure of how many children yeah. completed the course? We've had about 50, like I say, Historically, the DV was about completions. Yes, that's very difficult when you've got young people coming in to placement for a certain at a time, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we've had about fifty young people start the award on, and within that, you've had loads of kids that have completed one section, mm -hmm. some that have completed two, some that have completed three, yeah. and some that have done all four. Yeah. So it's a really varied. You know, we've got some kids that might have started it a few years ago, and now they're not in the right place to carry it on. Mm -hmm. and, and, and do you know what? It got me through that difficult time. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we've got a young person at the moment um, who. I hope her carer's watching, and if she's not, um, well, I don't know there's some questions there actually from carers. Um, I know Rupert's come in. Yes, actually, he's waiting I did injure myself on the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, I twisted my ankle, and I actually had the children looked after me, which wasn't the way around it should have gone. Uh, and sadly, I remember I couldn't make the second week. Thanks for bringing that up, Rupert. But the children um, FaceTimed me on the second week uh, and said how much they missed me. And uh, I was absolutely melting. I was made up and that was lovely. But thanks for bringing that up, Rupert. Um, uh, love the picture behind Marcus. Debs, thank you very much. It's not to everyone's taste, but I think it's quite vibrant and quite bright. <laughs> and uh, picks out the yellow in the house. So thank you very much. Um, He's trying to sell it to me already. And again, anybody watching this, you know, carers who are with the agency or carers that are thinking about joining the agency, you can throw any questions out there to Ed and I, um, you know, please do. And we'll try and answer to, you know, the, the best we can really, Ed. But please carry on. I think you were touching on um, people dipping in and out of the programme, which probably leads us quite nicely onto this COVID times and the restrictions. How does an agency that's been running this programme, outward pursuits and getting engaged, doing the camping over that six year period and all of a sudden the restrictions come in? How did you adapt the programme? Um, I understand there's podcasts going on behind the scenes, a lot of it's done remotely. How, if this happens again, any care is thinking, you know what, are we going to get another COVID spike? How are Blue Sky <coughs> going to manage me if I join the agency and their young person doing the Duke of Edinburgh? So what has the last year been like for you with the DV? Well, I think like everyone at first, it was like, well, what, what, how are we going to adapt to this? But I mean, I think, you know, how quickly we turn things around all of a sudden within a couple of days, we were all set up, ready to go, trying to support as best as we can from those carers doing an amazing job. Um, so we just carried on as normal, to be honest with you, dude. Um, we had kids doing different sections and... So how do you do the, ex the expeditions all about the experience yeah, so camping? Yeah. How, how did you convince those young people, right? How do you, how do, you do a, a, yeah, so a remote camp? So if, on, if so the DOB did make adaptations, so you could do an expedition if you wanted to. Obviously, at first, expeditions were completely off the radar. The DOB changed it so you could go and do it in school grounds. Um, you could go home at night. We thought, and we made the decision that we weren't going to do an expedition this year because we could still put kids through the award without completing the expedition and maybe use it as an opportunity for them to then go on to do their silver. Mm -hmm. So we knocked the expedition on the head. Um, but what we then did was we then allowed us even more to focus on those sections. Mm -hmm. 
So we've had young people that at school, you know, all of a sudden the schools are shutting down. So we had young people that were, I don't know, doing online cooking courses, um, recording themselves, playing video games and learning video editing, doing things like Idea, which is an amazing website. If anybody's never checked out the Idea Awards, um, look at that, it's free to access. Um, doing things like that. Um, we had um, young people uh, doing uh, like hair braiding courses, um, virtual uh, samba, uh, virtual dance classes online. And I think you're going to show everyone the virtual dance. Right? <laughs> no, sorry, we won't put you through that. Um, yeah, just just a whole a whole range of, of activities that, to be honest with you, it's allowed us to get more kids on the program because they've realised. I think there's been a shift maybe culturally, of the benefit of extracurricular activities. And the DOV, I don't know the statistics, I could make it up, but I don't know off the top of my head. When kids are engaged in uh, the, um, things like DOV, entertainment goes through the roof because it G's it, it, it up your self-esteem, your um, your sense of like uh, well-being. And did, you, did you feel Blue Sky had to step into the to the breach that the school's being closed down, fill that gap for them? Um, for some kids, yeah. I mean, for some, some schools, you know, we're straight away, but... It's that extra stuff. We've got a young person at the moment who, um, she's, um, for whatever reason, has had some difficult challenges, and she made a decision a few weeks ago on the weekend to do a cooking course with her carer. Now, for some kids, when you go into like fight, flight, or freeze, mm -hmm. that might be an opportunity for her to, to run, to, to go missing, mm -hmm. and that's not that's you know the when a child goes missing, that's mm -hmm. not nice for anybody, mm -hmm. especially the child. Let's just get that out there. Do you know, it's, it's a different. <laughs> difficult thing for the kids, um, young person. But she made that decision, she went, oh, I'll do my cooking course today. So she did a cooking course on Sunday. Now that, that's a, um, a, like a, say like an accidental intervention, but it's one of those moments where you go, that's, that's how it's helped her. Well, you know, these kids are nervous and they don't have, they lack that self-esteem sometimes and the confidence. And you actually said to me before we did this, you know, you worked in a food bank as part of the Duke of Edinburgh with the young people, and you were nervous going into that environment. How does a young person, who's been neglected and come into that, you know, feel, get that confidence. I would say, yeah, I would say that confidence comes from that belief that someone's invested in them, that you can do this, but also it comes from their carers. I, honestly, I cannot tell you. Mm. There's a young person down in Devon and <laughs> I was talking to her carer the other day and um, she was saying how grateful she felt that her young person had managed to do it. I said, say, you've, you've, done, yeah. you've done a lot of this. Yeah. You've, you've got her the, the role in the food bank. You've got her a part-time job for the summer. You, you've given her that confidence that she can go and she can do it. And when she's had those wobbles, you've been there to pick her up and you've known when to step away. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's nothing worse than, you know, holding on and I'm not going to let you make those mistakes. And, you know, we want kids, we want kids to climb trees and fall out of them but without getting too high up the tree. So, yeah, I would say those kids that are doing the awards, their carers are the ones who have really been helping them through it as well, I would say. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. and I think they really take credit for that. But it's twofold. It's obviously, we, we set the awards up. We're there as like mm. that guide for them. Mm. And we're there when they need them. Mm. But when, when, we, when we're not needed, mm. we can step back. Mm. You don't want to interfere with your neighbour. I'm just thinking now, any carers, again, considering joining the agency, you know, it takes four to six months for you to come on board and be approved as a foster carer. We're going to run the, the DV, we run the DV throughout the year, but we'll be doing the expedition next summer. And, you know, carers are really involved as well. And if you want to come along and you want to go camping with Ed and I, 
next year in the summer, why wouldn't you want to pick up that phone, give that number a call and be part of that? Because a young person can't do it without your support, you know, and that's what we're here today, you know, to say, come and join us, pick up the phone, inquire with us about the Duke of Edinburgh, you know, is unique to Blue Sky. We were the first agency to achieve that license to, you know, up to the Gold Award. It's children for 13 and over, right? 13 and a half. We started, we started more than 13 and a half and then, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so please, you know, I think we've got a few more questions here. Um, so Amanda's put, how do foster carers support their young people to feel part of the Duke of Edinburgh experience? You've touched on it. Is there anything you can add to that? Shouting about it. <laughs> no, I would say it's it's feeling confident that you know that the award is there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So that it's, it's all well and good us putting it on. Mm. And, and and some of the best examples are when a young person's coming to, come into care with one of our carers, and it's within five minutes, I'm getting a call and saying, look, I've got this young person, would you mind having a chat with them? And that can that can hold them and almost like um, help to parachute them into this new family that they've moved into. Because, you know, say, say, you are, say you're a young person that's been trafficked, yeah? And you're moving to a new area. Um, what can you do as an intervention to help that young person uh, have more positive influences in their life? Now that's not their choice, they haven't chosen to be trafficked, right? So what can we do to kind of show them that they are worth something, that they are valuable? And those carers picking up the call saying, Ed, can you come and have a word with, you know, whoever for me? Yeah, totally. And that's been really good. We've got a young person that quite quickly, I think it must have been within two or three days, in Bristol, the carer, we were on the phone. And, um, I actually had a, a, a Zoom call with them in my car, which is 2021, isn't it? And um, she has been doing horse riding lessons. And um, that was very quick with her moving in with her carer. Mm. But that's the carer being on the front foot. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's the carer being confident to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what it is that's best for um, my young person to kind of kind of yeah, parachute them mm. into. Mm. To be honest with you, like I know you mm. and I'm coming to your house and even this, like, oh, what's mm. it gonna be like? Mm. What's this, what's that? Mm. I, I don't need to know, am I allowed to flush the toilet in the night? Mm. Like what, what are all the nuances of your house? Mm. Well, actually, if we've got something like the Duke of Edinburgh Award that is allowing me time to kind of ease into my new family and we're doing stuff together and um yeah i mean you lost my train no no i mean you, you really touched on sort of rupert's ask again really the, the proudest moments of the award um you know you've inspired those young people is there any sort of two or three examples you can give you've given some but you know this young person who's come to you um lacking that confidence and you know they've done that you know what are some of those proudest moments for you Ed? well i touched on already the young person that got the internship um, at the hospital, that is a, a big one because that's she's now at that age where she's getting a job. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I would say one of my other proudest moments is one of the first expeditions that we did. I um, can't go into too much detail, but a young person who was suffering with her mental well-being and using self-harm as a coping strategy for that, um, she stayed with us on the expedition for one night, and then for a couple of reasons, mainly her health, because she hadn't really liked eating and stuff. She 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 went home with her carers, her carers, mm. so I cannot tell you how supportive and incredible her carers are. Mm. Um, actually, through lockdown, her carer made a workout video with baked bean tins. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> you have to tell us more. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I mean, for her to be, you know. Yeah, so this is what, sorry, I know I'm gonna touch you, but that's because I've got a big mouth on you. But basically, she then said to me, she said, I'm sorry that I let you down and I only stayed one night. I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about? You did one night. That's, a, that's more than you would have done had you not done it. Yeah. So I know I was talking over you, sorry, but yeah, it, it's that moment of, and to that, today is about you, but it is really, no, it's about the Duke of Edinburgh, and it's something 
and I don't say this lightly, you, you have inspired a generation of our foster children. You've been, you know, you, you went, you approached Simon, who's the owner of the business, with your dream and your ambition to run the award, and it's down to you and Simon's collaboration. Um, so no, please, you know, carry on. <laughs> so it's, yeah, but it's, it's those, it's those, so yeah, you know, that's one night for a complete reward, and, and it took my bosses at the time, Amanda, to sort of turn around and say, you, you know, you recognise, and it's like, yeah, this is, I, I, I haven't, you know, she's achieved something. There's been, you know, countless stories to the young man who, um, you know, his English was limited to, it, it's the other thing that it leads on to. So we work with a charity called the Child's Eye Foundation, um, who are a charity based in Uganda that are trying to move um, young people from orphanages into foster care. And we've sent loads of staff out there in the past uh, to go and help them set things up. And um, for anybody that's watching, um, check out the Child's Eye Foundation. They, you know, they're, they, they're looking for fundraising. They've got challenges going on at the moment. Um, anyway, um, and he came and did, so we do Tough Mudder, like mud runs throughout the year um, to raise money for Child's Eye. And from that first introduction to him, to him then coming and doing Tough Mudder with us and him helping me over over so I can't tell you how strong this kid is. Um, but it's that connection. You helped him emotionally and he helped you physically. It did, yeah. Yeah, mutually agreeable uh, to push somebody who's what, you must be 40, 42, something like that, to push you up there. Me? I'm not as old as you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so um, all the way through things like that, it's, it's the other thing that it leads on to. Um, so there's been him, there's, you know, like I said, there's a, uh, we've got an amazing young man who I've probably known for most of my nine years here. I remember meeting him at, um, Moores Valley Country Park for the first time and his carer and he started his bronze award at the start of lockdown. Mm. Now if you'd said to me when I first met him he's now doing a silver award I probably would have gone that's a hell of a long journey that he's gonna have to get to mm. and I cannot tell you how proud we are of him at the moment he's making hedgehogs houses he's doing trampolining for his physical section mm. um, he yeah and he's completed his bronze award um, this year We've also got another young person, and I don't know whether her carers will be watching, but I've known her carers for years. I used to look after their carer's um, son when he was a baby. Right. <laughs> um, but she did her bronze award with us a few years ago, and she's just started her silver award, and she is now, well, she wants to be a personal trainer. So she's doing uh, a personal training uh, level two qualification as part of her silver award. And what a journey that is for, for her. That's a you know that's a skill section there. Kind I of love the time. way how bespoke it can be. So again, if anyone thinks, well, my young person won't be engaging this, that, or the other, I say come to us. You speak to Ed. You say this is what I want to do. A bit of trampolining and a triple somersault. Yeah, come on, we'll work that on the program. So yeah, absolutely, it it's that's the best thing about the award, mm -hmm. and that's how it works with us because the award adapted itself so that we could run it here mm -hmm. at Blue Sky. Yeah, as an agency, I've always found we are really flexible yeah so there's no reason you know when you apply to be a carer your background whatever all those things it's, it's worked with isn't it mm. the dv worked with us mm. and that made me realize that i could work with young people mm. and, and i tell you what the incredible staff across blue sky who work to support young people mm. you know some of the young people that have got individual workers they will spend that time working with that young person on what it is when they need to and step away when they need to as well and i think again anyone listening never think you can't foster you know if you have a love of children you think oh i don't know the, the bedroom situation might not work out or i'm moving to somewhere that, that i can accommodate you know you give me a call we'll, we'll go through this the same way we adapt the duke of edinburgh we will look at ways and creative ways for you to become a carer with our agency and again you need that that love of children you know so so please as i said give, give that number a call um
you know, become a foster carer with the agency. But sorry, I'm, I'm neglecting these questions. I'm having to lean forward because my eyesight isn't what it used to be. Um, Debs, can they, Debs, yeah, is it 14 they can start? You've done that. Rupert has sent a link to the DB statistics. Anyone can see that as well. Somebody, Kerry, said, go ahead. Who would Kerry be, a family member? Yeah. <laughs> is that really, thanks Kerry. Um, uh, Rupert, DV has literally changed the lives of our young people. Very proud of what Ed and the team have done, which is absolutely great, Ed. And um, the Duke of Edinburgh have lots of initiatives. And I know recently um, with existing carers, an email has gone out around the Do It For Youth scheme that we're now running with the agency. So yeah, things are ever changing and ever evolving. And I know this is coinciding with the Olympics and Paralympics. Mm -hmm. So tell respective foster carers if they came on board and can they, you know, tell me about Do It For Youth. So, I think that if I just take one step back slightly, because yeah. obviously um, when the Duke of Edinburgh passed away, um, we were asked if we would speak. Um, we were happy. We were asked if we were happy to be contacted from by the press and the media in any way to talk about um, <laughs> the legacy that the Duke had left behind. Mm. And um, to be honest with you, on the Friday, this film was on the Saturday. I got a call asking if I would be happy to be on BBC News talking about the award and representing the DAV award. But I've got to be honest with you, I, wow. I absolutely, I was terrified. Yeah. Um, now you did, you did it for the children. Yeah. Yeah. And it was meant to, um, it was meant to be me and the CEO of the DAV award. Um, there was a bit of a mix up with the, with the Zoom link, and it ended up just being me. And I think I had like eight and a half minutes in the end. And once I got on a roll, it, it, it was the first time that I'd reflected on what. Our, what we'd achieved, I would say, sorry, by bringing this out to kids. And yeah, the interviews online, it was um, Jane Hill from the BBC, and it didn't really dawn on me afterwards that that was the opportunity to talk at his funeral about arguably like his biggest legacy, yeah. which is what it means for kids. Yeah. So in a few years before that, for the DAV Diamond Award, um, which was to raise money for disadvantaged young people to be able to access the award. I did that. I did um, I did a few runs and stuff and raised some money for young people. And as part of that, myself and Simon, the founder of Blue Sky, we went up to Buckingham Palace um, in the gardens and we were presented with a, a little plaque that we've still got up. And just that whole experience of feeling a little bit out of place at first mm -hmm. and being like, oh, should we be here? What are we, why, why are we here? So anyway, the Diamond Award, um, raise money for young people, disadvantaged young people to access the award. Obviously, since then, the Duke um, um, passed away. And so on the back of that, the DOV have done a huge shift. You know, they're trying to look at how they can influence policy and, and the government and change across the country. And they've come up with a list of suggestions that have been put to Parliament. They've met with the Children's um, Commissioner to talk about their ideas. And so they've now taken a move more towards like a youth I've always been in youth service, but I don't know. They're kind of trying to take that next level up. As part of that, and I am getting to my point, mm -hmm. is the DAV Do It For Youth Award. Mm -hmm. So the idea is, and again, it's flexible. The headline is four challenges, four weeks. So physical volunteering skill, blah, blah, blah. We've made the decision that we are going to do um, a distance challenge across Blue Sky. And again, anybody watching that wants to sign up, um, I think hopefully Liam, who's sitting in the background here, will pop the link on. Um, we've got, we're trying to raise a thousand pounds across Blue Sky by going and traveling the distance in any way that we want. And again, this is not just about kids that are running there, if you're in a, if you're in a chair, um, <clears throat> if your mobility is limited, whatever it is that you need to do to travel the distance that you say you're going to. Um, and if we raise a thousand pounds across Blue Sky, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but it's something like that pays for something like nine young people to access the program without having to pay. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it can pay for um, talking compasses so that young people with... Um, I think I've got the figures here actually, Ed. Uh, yeah, three talking compasses <laughs> yeah. for visual impaired. Yeah, so it's an opportunity for us and our Blue Sky family and those that are part of it with us to, it sounds a bit cliche, isn't it? but to give something back because our kids benefit from the, 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 the charity as an award itself. And so, yeah, so we set a challenge to try and raise a thousand pounds across Blue Sky. We've got some young people signed up. We've got some carers signed up. And we've got some colleagues signed up. So, yeah, anybody that's watching, um, I think I'm not sure if Liam's put the, the link on. Uh, yes, yes, he has. There you go. So there's a link. I don't know where the screen is because it's all mirrored. Um, so, yeah, if you follow that, that will take you to our fundraising page and you can sign up for free. Um, or you can pay £24 to, to get a DOV Do It For Youth t-shirt. Uh, we've got a couple of young people that are doing that actually as part of their DOV while they're doing it for their physical section. And I think that you look at some holidays now, some kids have got a long time before they go back to school. Mm. Some kids have got a long time before they start college, university, have they got their place? Mm. I mean, look at, you know, look at the weather now, like, use the DOV award, do it for youth, whether you're part of Blue Sky or not. Mm. Use it as, a, a, as an opportunity to do something mm being by yourself or as a family mm. um, and raise some money for young people so that they can mm. access this award and again I know it might sound cliche but it does and has changed like kids lives mm. because well just for some it's, it's, it's too, it's too hard to put it in the box. Over 50 young people through the agency that previously mm. would not have probably engaged in that one. And I'd probably, you know, I'm guessing I'd probably say about 90% of them probably would maybe, maybe might not have done it mm. otherwise. Yeah. Even a section, I'll take a section. That's yeah. all it yeah. needs. Just do that because yeah. that that gives you three to six months of um, of, of focus and things to do. And then at the end of it, I always say, I say to kids, you do something really cool. Mm. I, I want to be an engineer. Okay, well, I tell you what, let's look at a Lego Connect set and let's learn how the cogs fit together. What I can do that and get a certificate. Yep, you can literally build some Lego and get a certificate for it. Okay, I might take you up on that one, actually, Ed. Uh, <laughs> You're too old, Oh, there's another question, I think. Can you see that from Miranda? Um, I said, I'm going on my spin bike. It will be great to achieve this together. We'd love to see how far we can travel together. Yeah, so totally. So, um, yeah, so again, we, we could do a live feed to Amanda's spin bike <laughs> and we could all raise money. What do you think about that? Do you think we should set that up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Raise that thousand pounds. And, uh... So I think, so I've set myself, I've set myself a challenge of like 500 miles over the summer. Um, but that's a, that's a combination of, you know, so like I've done like 10 miles on a bike today. Yes. So it's broken down, I can never do it in one yeah. go. Yeah. Um, so it's that what's quite, and it's, you know, what again, the DV is about stretching your, what you think you're not capable of. Mm. And, and I know, again, and to bring it back to fostering, right, there might be people watching this who think fostering is just out of my reach and I can't do that. And if I was to use the award as, a, as, a, as an example of that, it might not be. But there's a chance it might be, yeah. and I guess you only know. To be honest, I came into this from I worked in gyms for ten years, and I knew nothing about fostering when I came into it. And the guidance that I was given, particularly in that first year, and I won't say it because Rupert's listening and he'll get an ego. Um, but that support to understand what fostering is, you know, there's no reason why someone who's a vet or a fireman or, or, or whatever, or a builder or whatever, those skills that you've got are adaptable to, to, to this. Do you know what I mean? That, that patience. And again, the DAV award brings that out in kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It brings out the things that they didn't think that they could do. Well, just like Amanda here, who's now said on there, bring it on. So I think we've set the challenge. <laughs> That's the next one. You could do Marcus Mix while she's on Marcus a spin bike. while she's on a spin bike. Yeah, sweating away. That sounds fantastic. But, you know, again, people that are watching this that have never fostered before, um, what Ed and I want to give you a sense of Blue Sky is unique. You know, everybody, you know, you come on board, but we're going to work with your young person and if they want to be involved in the Duke of Edinburgh through the scheme, 
then they, you know come and you know make that call and, and join Blue Sky. But uh, no, Ed, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think we've been going at 36 minutes. I hope everybody's still enthusiastic and thank you for all your questions. Is there anything, Ed, you know, you'd like to add? Um, it's it's a lo lovely to have you here to, with that passion. And who wouldn't want to join up, you know, as a young person, Duke Federer once talking to you and you inspiring them and, and, and from going on the event myself and being inspired with you. Is there anything else you'd like to, to leave yeah. our prospects yeah. thinking, why should they, put, why Blue Sky? Because, I, so I would say, the, the DV Award and the engagement of young people is a massive part of, of my job and what I do here. But the other side of it is I write and help deliver all our training to our foster carers. And actually what that means is that the voice of our young people, what's going on like today, tomorrow, yesterday, is able to feed into the learning that we provide. So you're there talking to the carers as well as the training and they're yeah, and if it's, and if, yeah, and if it's not, involved. yeah, and it's that personal thing. So, you know, I do some of the pre-panel training as well. And so, you know, if you apply and you go through the pre-panel training process, with the ones and sessions that I do then, it's really, it's about personal experiences and saying, actually, you know what, this young person has, yes, I was talking about, so I was doing self-harm training, for example, to actually relate that to the situation of an expedition and saying, actually, I had a young person in the middle of the woods who was self-harming. This is how we dealt with it. That's that first response to that. You've got, you've got like two seconds. Your first response, if you go, oh my God, what am I going to do? You, you, you've lost the battle and that young person's going to think they're going to feel shame and stuff. Whereas actually to be able to say to, you know, care to say, actually my experience of, you know, caring for a young person who, who has, you know, A, B and C going on because of the work that we do. But also that is really fed into from the, the amazing staff that we've got. So people coming to me and saying, we've got a young person going through this at the moment. This is what their care has done. We, our care has helped us run training. So talk to me about, you know, the, in remote times and working with COVID, these podcasts that you've been doing, some of the subject matter, does that feed into Duke of Edinburgh? Some of the, you know, what are some of the interviews that you've done? And so where can people access those podcasts? Again, they're thinking about joining Blue Sky. They're busy people. They want to settle down this evening and listen. You know, podcast is a good way of feeding that information. Mm -hmm. what, what, what have you covered on the podcast? How do they find this? So podcast? if you just search Blue Sky Fostering Podcast, wherever you get your, your, wherever you get your iTunes. Yeah. So Apple Podcast, you can ask your Google speaker, your Alexa to play it. Um, Spotify, um, we're on all of those things. And I think we're on about 27 episodes at the moment. Um, and we started at the start of lockdown talking to one of our colleagues who, um, whose daughter um, is on the autistic spectrum. And we've talked through a whole process, a whole range of things. We talked to Hayley, who's, who was our, she's the DV operations manager. We talked about her journey into the award. Um, we've had a guy called Ian Thomas on there, who's an amazing advocate for young people, qualified social worker. Funny enough, actually, Simon, who's, again, the founder of Blue Sky, used to work with Ian years ago. Um, and uh, Ian, if you listen to the podcast, talks on the episode about um, how Simon sorted him out a bike and how that really helped him at his time. And now to go full circle, Ian is coming into Blue Sky uh, next month to run some training for our carers about um, the importance and the rights of care leavers. So yeah, the guy's <laughs> is very knowledgeable. So that's on YouTube. If you search Blue Sky Fostering, um, that's on the YouTube channel on the Blue Sky Podcast. We've got an interview with Doreen Lawrence, um, the mother of um, Stephen Lawrence because um, she came to our diversity forum that we ran so that's on there talking about um her so, experiences go back on that so the, all the carers were involved in that training our diversity yeah. forum yeah 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 so um we are really big on having those conversations that people might find a little bit or oh, should i say that is this an awkward conversation well we need to have it we should be helping you to have it so yeah we brought um 
we asked Doreen Lawrence and Baroness Lawrence, sorry, should I should say, whether we you know we explained who we were, what we did, and um, yeah, she uh, she came in and she spoke to our carers, and then we workshopped different ideas, and we, we've got an amazing, I can say, an amazing lady called Leela that works at Blue Sky, who's pulling together all of the diversity ideas, and it's just making sure that everything we do is as accessible for people because what we offer to people, we shouldn't be the barrier. We should be the reason that you are the reason that you achieve. We've got an amazing carer um, at the moment who's he's going to be putting some to get training together for us around what it's like living with bipolar. Now you might not have a young person who comes to you who's got bipolar, but actually, also if you've got bipolar, it doesn't mean you can't foster. Do you know what I mean? And actually, to to have him share his voice and his experiences, and I was talking to him the other day and the strategies that he's got in place to work with it he's um yeah i'm looking forward to sitting and having a conversation with him um in a couple of weeks about it all so actually yeah to go back to the podcast um the idea was well actually learning isn't just about sitting in the classroom and getting spoken to by somebody mm. it's things like this so people people listening today you know it, it, they're learning you know about fostering and, and actually podcasts and informal learning is a huge part of that. So yeah, our Blue Sky Foster podcast, um, this will be on there, on there as well. Eventually. It was quite sort of cutting edge really in the ways we were developing this agency and different associations with different companies and the Duke of Edinburgh yeah, and, yeah, and totally. Baroness, Baroness Doreen and, yeah, and having yeah, their I mean, we've, we've put young people through the AQA unit award scheme as well. Mm-hmm. So kids are able to um, get a certification, unit AQA certificate scheme, I always pronounce it wrong. Um, kids are, you know, we, last summer we put kids through like a six week self-development programme. Mm-hmm. And um, their prize, their present at the end of it, was a signed copy of a book by a guy called Graham Alcott. Graham Alcott is, um, he's, well, he's just like, uh, uh, written a book called The Productivity Ninja. And it's all about organising yourself in your life, but he also did a book called The Study Ninja. And actually, he spoke at a Duke of Edinburgh Managers Conference. And uh, I met him then, and I was already in awe because his work's amazing. And so when we did the self-development project, I dropped him an email. I said, look, this is what we're doing. Um, you know, could you sort us out some books? So we bought some books off him and he addressed every single one to the kids. And even if those young people don't use it then, it's all about how when they go to college, university. Now, again, that's a whole other point is we're not saying because you're looked after child, you're not going to university. It's almost like if and when you go to university, yeah, this yeah. book here is going to help you. Because yeah. we believe that you definitely, you, that you can, you can do those things. You're not limited by you know, the statistics, you're not, you're a person mm. with, with a life mm. and hopes and dreams and a future. And part of our job and part of everybody's job, no matter what your role is within fostering, is helping kids with that, like a little bit along the way. Mm. And you might not see the fruits of your labour. We've got a carer down in Brighton and he really put it to me. We had some carers that were like, I'm just not seeing, like, I'm not seeing the end result. And he just said, if you imagine this whole bar as a young person's life in care, even if you've just got that 1%, that's that you've made that 1%, you've kept them safe for one night, you've played a massive part. And that, that's what you're saying to other carers who aren't carers that are thinking, oh, I'm not going to be a success. I, you know, I spoke to people who oh, I, I didn't feel confident to pick up the phone and speak to you. Absolutely ridiculous. Come at, you know, because as Ed said, you, you can work with these young people and even if you don't think you've achieved with them, you know, if they spend one night with you, and they move on. That one night, they might come back to you. Know, That's one night not sleeping in a, in a, in a shop doorway. Exactly. And, and you, some nugget of information or wisdom that you've given them will shape them. You know, it's just, please, just pick up that phone. Yeah. I think uh, the thing is as well, dude, is that our kids in general are vulnerable. Yeah. We were talking about, you know, our own kids and stuff. But young people that have had a really difficult start in their life go on to achieve can go on to achieve amazing things with the right support. Mm. There's a young person uh, in Bournemouth at the moment who's doing the football 
um, lessons over the over the summer, and uh, he. Um, yeah, just getting little videos now and again of him scoring like in the top corner and, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Crazy, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, I have learned so much today. I've learned about the Duke of Edinburgh. I think, is there anything else, Ed, do you want to say? I mean, no. Yeah, I think, I think, everyone's heard me waffle on enough. He's absolutely done. And, you know, again, thank you for spending your time away from the Duke of Edinburgh to come here and sit in my dining room to discuss. Um, you've been inspiring as you always are. Um, we've learned a lot, but mostly we've learned that Amanda. He's going to do some spinning and raise some money. So you click on the link and raise money for Amanda <laughs> for the Do It For Youth scheme, which is part of what Blue Sky do with the Duke of Edinburgh. Look, please um, give me a call. Let's talk about fostering. Let's look at the Duke of Edinburgh. Let's look at all the other associations we have and how we're going to support your young person, your birth children, and you as a foster carer can be involved and come along and do the Duke of Edinburgh with us. So, you know, thank you very much for your time today and for listening. And um, we'll see you soon. We'll get you back on it. Thank you very yeah, much. Cheers. Thanks for having me all. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.